This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. On this Friday, the 2nd of December, 2022, yeah, I got a typical December day. Actually, the highs are up about 49 today, and the sky's out. A little, little cloudy, but it's blue skies and white clouds. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Hope you're having a good end of the week. These are your top five headlines. For this Friday, December the 2nd, let's start off with headline number five. Oakland approves measure giving adults $100 for donating to political campaigns. Fox News. Oakland, California passed a measure that gives residents taxpayer-funded democracy dollars to donate to political campaigns in a bid to increase voter turnout and to broaden campaign opportunities to candidates who lack deep financial resources. Characterized by the San Francisco Chronicle this week as an under-the-radar measure, the bill was supported by 74% of voters in the November 8th election. The Fair Elections Act, placed on the ballot as Measure W, requires the city to send adult residents, including non-U.S. citizens, who hold green cards, Four $25 vouchers every two years to be donated to local political campaigns. The measure would be funded by the city's general fund, and according to the San Francisco Chronicle, and will total at about $4 million per election cycle. All right, so this is another harebrained ideas from California. They already are bankrupt state, and they're passing out more money for people to donate to political campaigns. So where's all that money coming from? Uh, seems like a really strange way of doing things. But hey, that's California. Not so sure it's constitutional. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if you, if you can't afford it, it might not be such a good idea. You're already pretty deep in the hole with all of your expenses. Now you want to pass this kind of, I don't know, harebrained idea. It's the only word that comes to my mind. All right, headline number four. Appeals court rule special master appointed to review Trump documents is improper. From the town hall, an appeals court ruled that the appointment of a special master after the search of former President Trump's Florida home was improper, removing a hurdle the Justice Department said had delayed its criminal investigation into the retention of top-secret government information. The ruling now clears the way for them to at least 22,000 pages as part of their investigation, the entire tranche of documents seized during an FBI raid in August on Trump's Florida residence. From the National Review, the former president could appeal to the Supreme Court. The chance that the justices would agree to hear the appeal at this early stage when Trump has not been charged and the Justice Department has not yet attempted to use any of the Mar-a-Lago documents against him is nil. All right, so the saga continues. All the attacks against Trump, mostly they've been all unfounded. 
Most of them have been politically motivated, regardless of what you think of Donald Trump as the president. You can replace him with any other individual and how you would feel about that, regardless of their political persuasion, how you would feel about the way the federal government went about this, raiding a former president's home, which I, from what I understand, this is a pretty common practice that the pre former presidents will bring home classified information. They have the right to do that. And the fact that they're using this as a political witch hunt, like the Russia hoax and all the other impeachment activities that they use to try to stop Trump's political agenda. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. I'm sure here at the end of this 30 days, as things change in the Congress, a lot of these things will just disappear. All right, headline number three. Mitch McConnell calls out Democrats' hypocrisy in pointed floor remarks. Washington Times. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell broadsided his Democratic House counterpart Thursday, painting Reverend Hakeem Jeffries as an election denier for previously questioning former President Donald Trump's 2016 win amid claims of Russian interference. From the New York Post, many of the same individuals and institutions on the political left who spent the years 2017 through 2020 yelling about the importance of norms and institutions have themselves not hesitated to undermine our institutions when they're unhappy with a given outcome, McConnell said. McConnell's remarks. U.S. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, delivered the following remarks today on the Senate floor regarding free speech and the rule of law. You can find that under the newsroom.com. Finally, a Republican that is speaking out, uh, they've been very passive. The Republican Party is not a very aggressive party. They don't really stand for anything. They're just, they kind of go along with whichever way the wind blows. And uh, so to see Mitch McConnell stand up and speak out about something that is probably very obvious and needed to be spoken about was finally accomplished. So kudos to uh, Mitch McConnell. At least he gets one check mark in the good column. All right, headline number two. California Reparations Committee recommends doling out $223,200 to slave descendants. From the Daily Mail, a reparations committee in California has suggested that descendants of slaves in the state could be compensated $223,200 each for housing discrimination. The nine-member re reparations task force was formed by California Governor Gavin Newsom as part of the country's largest ever effort to address reparations for slavery. A focus of the California task force has been housing discrimination, and it has been estimated that it would cost around $569 billion to compensate the 2.5 million black Californians for setbacks between 1933 and 1977. That is more than California's $512.8 billion expenditure in 2021, which included funding for schools, hospitals, universities, highways, policing, and corrections. It has until June of 2023 to submit its final recommendations to the legislature. John Cardillo, California wasn't a slave state. Let that sink in. All right, so regardless of if California was a slave state or not, the idea of 
divvying out this kind of money to as reparations for housing discrimination just shows you how another harebrained idea from the state of California spending as much as they do on their annual budget for reparations. I wonder how they're going to pay for that. No wonder so many people have been leaving the state of California in droves. Who would want to live in a state like that that's they're, they're off the track. They just, I, who knows where they're headed. It's just, uh, you got a uh, whacked out governor, has all these ideological ideas, has no common sense, spends like a drunken sailor. And that's why the state's in the situation it is. And sooner or later, it's going to fall off the cliff because if you can't pay for it, somebody's got to pay. And the American people surely outside the state of California, is not going to help bail out the great state of California, which is no longer great, unfortunately. All right, headline number one. The Senate approves rail strike deal, sending the bill to President Biden's desk. NBC. The Senate passed legislation Thursday to avoid an economically catastrophic rail strike one day after the House approved the measure. It now goes to President Joe Biden, who said he will sign the bill into law. Senator Tim Scott, President Biden kicked the can down the road in September when he claimed to have reached a deal to prevent the rail strike. We wouldn't be facing this crisis if he had focused on the issue at hand instead of playing politics during an election season. Senator Ted Cruz, a rail strike could cost the American economy $2 billion a day. The results would be catastrophic. Unfortunately, what Biden and the Democrats have decided to do is squash the demands of railroad workers. Well, 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 what can I say? Joe Biden at at work again, complete disaster, has no political sense. Probably the dumbest president that's ever been elected. I mean, he's not he's not very smart. I, I don't say that to be condescending. I'm just saying that because that's the fact. He's not a very sharp guy. He He's always on the wrong side of every issue. In, the, in his late age, he's a firm. He's not even competent to be making these decisions. And unfortunately, they forced it to push it into the Congress to pass a federal law, and he screwed all the railroad workers in the process. So I hope all the railroaders think about that when they come to elect, reelect Joe Biden in 2024. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Friday, December the 2nd, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. We'll see you early next week on Monday. Have a great weekend. See you then. God bless everyone out there in America. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 